Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut to it, cut to it, let's get down to it, cut to it. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's on. It's on. Cause you know it's on. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Damn it, I lost Wi-Fi. Okay. You lost I didn't, Wi-Fi? I didn't have Wi-Fi for like two days. Why? You want to really know? No, nah, lie to me. Lie me, to you? Give me a great lie. A great lie is... um. Uh, Cause I didn't pay my bill. <laughs> That's the lie. The devil made me do it. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened to us. So who's us? The family, Smith okay. family. All right. So uh, you know, first world problems. So we have a well, and we try to utilize the well to um, one. I know this isn't a surprise, but I, I don't like folk telling me I can't water my grass. Oh. So we have a well. And in the well, that my irrigation is on the well. Now, our well doesn't get PSI's pressure. It doesn't get enough pressure to, to, to be able to run the whole thing because of we're not getting as much uh, gallon per minute. So we're only getting like eight, 13 or 15 gallons per minute. The threshold is like 18 or 20 if you're fudging it. And so it will kind of killer reserves and so it just makes it to where it will utilize the well but we you know i use it to like do other stuff around the house and stuff just i just like to have my wife wants an off-grid house but i um uh real lie quick lie and just a lie overall i can't afford it um so (laughs) (laughs) so that's my go-to that's my go-to yeah i can't afford it so and, and and plus i'm i'm not farming there you go that's a real answer 
I'm not farming, <laughs> right? So, uh, especially, I don't know any vets that will help me deliver a baby uh, for a cow or a calf. Um, just all of all of that stuff. I don't want to pay for just all go, that. Just go be Little House on the Prairie. If, were there any black people in Little House on the Prairie? Uh, no. There there, that was a trick question, and the answer is <laughs> no. There wasn't. Okay? And um, so, got my landscaper to uh, change the the nozzles on my sprinklers to for them to be smaller so it will we can accommodate the well. Okay. So on the internet, and I'm like, dang, internet went out. Ding dong. Hey, did the internet go out? Yes. Was it your neighbor? The landscaper. Okay. He hit the line, because it's buried here in North Carolina, you bury um utilities. Hit the line, digging up the sprinkler head. So lost the internet. No big deal. Mistakes happen. I don't have a problem with it. So we call our internet provider. Now I have two lines. I have a business line for NFL Network, and I have a personal line. My man did it right. If you're going to do it, do it right. He cut everything. Everything. I mean, no line left behind. Alarms going off. No line left behind. He got them all. No big deal. He's apologetic. Mistakes happen. Cool. So we get uh, our our internet provider to come in. Bang! They they lay the line. So now the kids are hot because we got the PlayStation Five, and that was the only one I could muster up in muscle. And that one is totally downloadable. No hard copies. Yeah, no, no hard drive. It doesn't have a hard drive on it. Nope. Yeah. So you could play online, but we ain't got no online when you access. Have, when you don't have internet, it don't work. Oh, man. Kids is looking deucey. Damn near wanted to slap me, right? <laughs> so we go pull. Hey, let's just go hang out. So on our way, we, you know, kind of going through the neighborhood. We on a golf cart, just just getting oh. outside, you know, doing old school stuff. Old school with a golf cart? <laughs> Damn, you, you flex. Me. You flex. <laughs> Ain't nothing old school about a golf riding around the neighborhood in a golf cart. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> you see, you threw me off. I was I'm straight in story like, mode. Like you was in story mode, but you was in Hulk Hogan mode too. No, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> all right. It was slight. It was slight. Riding bikes. We were riding bikes. <laughs> old school. We were riding bikes. Right? Right. Oh. Um, and so, uh, as we're riding a bike slash riding a golf cart, uh, <laughs> landscapers go past us. Okay. They're going to mow the grass. Now, they re- they run the line. They're going to bury the line in seven, ten days. So, we we hanging out. Then we go to the pool. We playing. And then we come back in the house. Dang, the internet was working. Mm-hmm. Dang, the internet's not working. Now, when they lay the lines, they also put... Red flags. Okay. Now, this may come across a certain way, but I'll just say it. They laid flags that were rojo. That's Spanish for red. Bilingual. Mm hmm. So, several hours come by. Guess what I discover? They, in the lawnmower, riding mower, cut. The new line. Mm. He drove over the line. Scoundrel. 
and then try to jerry-rig it with black electrical tape. Oh. As and if we were not see black. it. And it had to be black. Too. Yes. That's the, that's, the, that's, that's the thing. So then we had to call the same people we called to get the line. They have laid two lines now. And he cut the other line, mm. the business line that they laid. Mm, mm, mm. So now this week, I do not want them to mow the grass because it has not been buried. No, we don't, we don't need those shenanigans anymore. Bro, do you talking about you, you are you you're talking about? I wasn't the first time accidents happened. The second time, if I was doing this podcast at the time that I discovered uh-huh. that they cut this line. You know how many associations would disassociate me from what I was saying? <laughs> I was so mad. Mm. I was. This is a, a low down, dirty shame, bro. Paul Keenan Ivory wins. Let me tell you something. It was BS, dog. <laughs> I, see. I had mad about it. two days of no Wi-Fi. Mm. It ain't even the no Wi-Fi. It's, it's the it's, fact it's the that no, it's the, you it's drove the over this black line uh-huh. with red, and red, even in Europe, means stop. Mm. Mm. Educate. Red mm-hmm. flags mm-hmm. on top of a black line mm-hmm. that's going through mm-hmm. out. It goes from my front yard to my backyard. It's cl- he it's thought, clear. It's he clear. thought with this sharp blade underneath that driving over it, he would be okay. Yeah. Tow it up. Yes. Mm. You are so... <laughs> you mad. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. At your anger. Bro, when I say hot... You are. <laughs> the first guy, he was straight. The second yeah. guy, let them be mowing my grass this week. Uh-oh. And I'm at the house. It's going to be a showdown? Anyway. He, he, don't do it. <laughs> As I, I am progressing uh-huh. and I'm growing up. But every so often, I ain't. <laughs> I'm just warming up my elbow. I, I ain't mollywopped somebody this year yet. <laughs> Boy, I can't believe, like, me and Andrew are looking at it. She goes, babe. I said, mm. <laughs> Where is Big Man? Well, I'm telling you. Mm. You mad? Because you know I'm mad. Laziness, dog. Mm. So I guess it's safe to say that we ain't gonna be endorsing. Cut my, this. Cut my Wi-Fi. Be, get- oh, we're not gonna be endorsing this because uh, I had to read for this landscaping company. <laughs> <laughs> Let you me tell you me something. I, are you telling me I shouldn't read it right now? I'm a. <laughs> If you don't think I'm looking for a new landscaper, because these dudes, and my landscaper is great, but this, yeah, come on, dog. This is the topic. This is just lack of. Because why I look at that, why it, char- why it gets me so charged up, is if you're lazy to do that, what other areas are you skimping on? Hmm. And so now... I'm in str- every before they get there and before they and after they leave. I am checking to make sure. Did you get my flower beds? Mm-hmm. Did you get this? Did you get that? Because mm-hmm. if you don't, I'm done with them. Stand your ground, brother. Stand <laughs> your ground. Stand your ground. 
You know what? I hope your Wi-Fi get cut. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got? All right, coming up on the Cut to It podcast, we've got Jakeem Grant, a wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins. He's a native of Dallas, Texas, and was just named second team All-Pro in 2020 as a punt returner. Jakeem Grant on the Cut to It podcast. We will announce right now your nickname, which I will not call you by, which is Black. But Black. How did you get a homeboy name? Yeah, Black. how did you get the nickname Black? I'm dark as hell, man. <laughs> like that's that's what people don't understand. I'm I'm okay with being dark. Like yeah, chocolate. hey, man, look, dark man. Listen, <laughs> that's what they call me. I'm talking about from high school to college yeah. to everything from Pee Wee. I'm talking about the coaches call me black. Everybody call me black. Even so. even even white coaches call you black. Yeah, even white coaches call me black. Still to this day. Really? For real? Well, he is dark because I'm telling you, if he closes his eyes, <laughs> see here we, we go. Oh. Hey, here we go. <laughs> 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 but hey, that brother got a clean set of veneers though. Uh, Brush his teeth and floss. I see. That's a fact. Look, got hey, to. You know, some high things on point. You, you got to. When you're that dark and ugly, you got to have go- other attributes. Well, <laughs> hey, I'll take the dark. I'll you, take the dark. Nah, I'm just the ugly, teasing. You, that's you out the window. Me. I'm teasing, man. That's out the window. Hey, as a... As a leader of the undershort people, man, it's a pleasure to welcome you into the group of playmakers. Yeah. Yes, sir. Six feet and below. Right. Welcome to welcome to the squad. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. What? Well, he like five. How tall are you? Jim? No, no. What? You said welcome to the squad as if you in the squad. We all under six feet, right? Yeah, but you got to actually had did something. Oh, okay. My oh. bad. I, I'll leave. I'm, my bad. I didn't know yeah. I didn't do anything. I thought we were just talking about height requirements. Dang. No, no, no. He was a corner. He was a corner. I forgot you was an elitist. Dang. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm shunned out. You just were. He was a corner. We weren't. Oh, we're not letting corners into into here. Now I see where you. Yeah, no, nah, I don't get that. I see my. I see myself out. That's yeah, fine. you wasn't invited. <laughs> he was trying. He told, "Yeah, where's that? No, no. Got you. Got you. He was a corner." I got you. See, look, look. Yeah, he got quiet all yeah, of a sudden. Over, now, now, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. All right, let's go. Okay, here we go. Um, so what's your favorite lazy activity? Netflix. Sitting there watching TV. You can't beat that. That's it. So are you a Netflix binge on movies or shows? Shows. Most definitely shows. Ooh. I got to have a series. Which one you on right now? Um... Blackish. Blackish. Look at hey, see, look, boy. Hey. I'm sorry. Timing. The timing of that one. That, I gotta give you some dap hey. on that. The, the timing. Watch out. Hey. The, he, the timing. He ain't in the club. The t- hey. Oh, look at him. Get him. See get how quick he turned coat on it. Get him. He not. He not the squad. You dap on the boy. Y'all some flip floppers. Hey. Wife and kids are back home in Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I have nothing to do, man. I'm talking about when you when you say my wife and kids, I just sent them back to Texas. Um, my wife wanted to move back to be around family and stuff. So yeah. um, you know how the NFL goes. You can be on one team, you can be on the next team. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we was thinking about that. So that's home base. And so, um, man, when I tell you loneliness strikes when you ain't got your kids and your wife there, yeah, I tell you that. That's why I'm all into Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, hardcore, all day. Yeah. Cool. All right, what's um? <clears throat> I know I'm gonna get you on this one, definitely. 
Favorite Christmas song or carol? Man, I ain't. <laughs> uh, if you don't have one, that's fine. Rudolph, I guess, I mean, go with Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Sing it. Had a very shiny nose. Mm-hmm. If you ever saw him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He goes, man. <laughs> His, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate he, that he backstage. Yeah. I, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Nah, I got you, man. Yeah. See, that's what happens been, when you just you just throw something out there and then they call you on it. You trying to wing it. I I had it. I had I, I had the first couple lines. Yeah. Does, does Temptation Silent Night count? That, huh? Does Temptation Silent Night count? Ooh. That's my favorite. Like that's when you know it's Christmas time. Yeah. When that Temptation Silent Night comes on, it's Christmas time. See, I, I grew up. That's I, we didn't that's coordinate favorite. this. Yeah, when I was a kindergarten, our Christmas, our Christmas, uh, uh, what was that a Christmas program? program? We had to sing Silent Night. So I'm a big silent. I like Silent Night. I just like the Temptations version. That's that's yeah. that's, that, that's that legit one. Yeah. That baritone voice. Yeah, that's 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 the money right there. Yeah, so all right, <clears throat> cool. How do you display love to friends and family? Quality time, man. Mm. Spending time with them and uh, just showing them that you know I'm I'm here for you and, and same thing, vice versa. Mm. I think time is the biggest thing, especially mm. being an athlete. It's just showing you that, like, I still care about you. I'm still here for you. Like, without having, you know, as you know, Steve, buying somebody something. No, nah, I'm here. Just let's spend time. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. I like that. All right. Last one. You ready? I'm ready. I know you're a returner, but you also are an excellent receiver. What is your favorite route to run? And a go route is not a route. Uh, Choice route. Mm. It's a choice route over the ball, sit right there. We uh, you can break in and out. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes you get you get messed up on you say the nickel <laughs> star. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy work. Especially I love it when man coverage because yeah, I got three way. I got I got two way go. Mm. I can beat you with speed, run across, run across, or I can hit you and make you feel like I'm going all the way across and and return back out. Yeah. All right. So where are you from in a place you call your hometown? Dallas, Texas. Mm, okay. It was tough. It was rough. Single parent home, mom working two jobs, trying to uh provide for me and my, my two brothers. Mm-hmm. And and man, that left us up to doing everything. Um mom was never home. She had to work and to make ends meet and me and my brothers was running wild yeah. and we didn't make it, we didn't make it easy on them. Yeah, Cause I mean, I say with, you know, gang activity, I mean, from everything. Mischief, so, just time on your hands. A lot of time on your hands, man. And it was just like, you know, oldest brother started off with it. And, and my brother, my mama always told us, you your brother's keeper. So we was mm-hmm. like, Hey, you in it, we in it. So this is how it was gonna go. That's how the gang activity got into it, and then everybody was just like, "Hey, hey, black, you the only one that can, you the only one that can make it out of us." Hmm. So that kind of just turned me on a different path. And then also with my oldest brother getting shot in the neck, so that was just that was a wrap for me. Your older brother got shot in the neck. 
Yep. He's still here to this day, not paralyzed. I thank God mm. for that. And that was it. That was a wrap for me. Mm. What did what did football represent to you in your mind? Football was with everything going on in my life, mom doing paying two jobs and stuff like that, doing this and that. It was my getaway, it's my safe haven. I don't think I've ever asked anyone this, and it, it, it when I was doing this rundown, it made me think of that because I was thinking about myself. I don't know. I think as a as as a well, I don't even know the African community. Um, yeah. Why I think I, I'll ask you. I don't even know the answer myself. Why do we think sports is the only way we can get out of hmm. out, out of poverty? Because, because what? And to be honest, like I want you to be me, honest. Don't lie. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, to be honest, for <laughs> me, it was just it take it takes away that time. What time? And what the time that you have to to get into anything. Mm. And so, as you know, as an athlete, mm-hmm. when you at when you have you got time this, but whenever you're an athlete, you, you, everything you have is. Boom, you have this at this point in time. You got this. Yep. It's, everything is structured. So it was just basically like, I, and ain't no way I can go and do this when I got, when I got to do, I got to work out. I got to mm-hmm. stay ahead of the game. I got to, I got to, I got to eat right. I got to do this. I got to study on, I got school and stuff. I got to do all this. Mm-hmm. So there's no time for me to get in trouble. We have to take a break. And more than anything, we got to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. Need that check. I love Cut To It, and I I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook? Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at CutToItPodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cut to it podcast.com. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. 
oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. I didn't want to play football. My mom put me in football. I ain't gonna lie, I was I was I was a skater, like mm. hard bone skater, like not the ramps and doing all that, like inline speed skates, like oh, okay. you know for the for the Olympics where they they it was basically like oh ice skating. Mom was it, it wasn't ice skating, but like it was the, the, roller, you know, the, like, the blades. Yeah, you and, had rollerblades. Yeah, the blades. Yeah, you and had knee pads I'm, and elbow pads. No, nah, I didn't have the elbow pads. Just the head, just the helmet. The helmet. Okay. Yeah, and and I'm you talking about short shorts. Kill it. Yeah, <laughs> basically. The ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roller derby, Jackie. Roller derby. I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, not the roller derby. It was just. It was strictly off. Of, it was just strictly speed. Was there like an inline league or something like that? Yeah, I used to skate for the Texas Squires. Mm. Ooh, see. I'm guessing you wasn't like y'all didn't have inline rollerblading in the hood. No, we didn't. We went to this uh skating rink called called Broadway Skating Room where my mom used to drop us off. This is when we're young now. We mm -hmm. this is way before gang activity and all mm -hmm. that extra stuff. This is mom like used six to just or seven? say, Hey, y'all yeah. Wow. Y'all go up to the y'all go up to the skating ring. We used to Go up there all the time. We, they start letting us in for free, mm. and we'd be up there from literally from two to eleven p.m. So you and me, you used to me skate backwards and all that, huh? I do it all. I still skate. Yeah, <laughs> but and I'm talking about skating like nonstop. My brothers and them, they take a break. I'm still skating because <laughs> I want to be the fastest on skating. Is doing everything, and so. Dad, the one that used to work there, his name was Dad. Uh, he worked behind the skate counter, and and he was just like, "How would you like to be on the Texas Flyers?" And I was just like, "Man, I love it!" Like he was, I was like, I just told him like, I don't think I can afford the inline skates. I don't, yeah. I can't afford it. And he was, yeah. yeah. And he said, "Don't worry about it." And so I signed up right then and there. And next thing you know, well killing them and then That's we used to and now this is how I got introduced to football I was we played this we played this game called Sharks in the Meadows oh, yeah, there's four yeah. four guys four guys on skates and a whole bunch of kids in the middle of the skating ring and everybody got tagged out I'm the last person me versus four 
four guys on skates. And little do I know my mom walked in and she and she watching it. And I made all four of them fall and they just they called the game. And then next thing you know, the next day my mom signed me up for football and I'm like, Mom, what are we doing? I'm trying to I, I want to go skate. And she was like, just just trust me, you'll thank me later. Mm. And the rest was history. It's a cool like story. That. that is cool. Actually, I what's funny is um my mom when she was trying to get her degree, we were in I think I was in middle school. My mom used to drop me off on Saturdays at the ice skating ring in Culver City. Mm. She used to give me uh back then that was a lot of money. She gave me ten bucks. Yeah. And drop me off and I would ice skate all day. And that's what we did. And then when I it's actually when I go back home now, especially working for NFL Network, which is right there on Culver City, <clears throat> I drive past the ice skating ring every time. I just look at it. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I asked not to make fun, but just <clears throat> especially with having kids now, you know, everything is so one-sport centric. Everything is about one sport, one sport. But realizing you can see the athleticism in people in other sports. And so, you know, you being able to skate is funny as, you know, even when I go to events or do something with my kids, somebody's birthday party, and the kids are always amazed. Like, I, I get on ice skates, rollerblading, you know, roller skates, skiing, play tennis, golf, like all those different sports that I'm not great in them, but I can hold a conversation or I can, you know, we can have a little bit of fun. So that's pretty cool, man. I, I love that. But let's get back to that conversation on the on the football. Now, you, your mom takes you, uh, she takes you off the flyers because she sees some things in you. Your mom is a scout. Uh, shout out to mom, Duke. She, you know, she <laughs> yep. already, she already <laughs> first, she saw, scout. <laughs> yeah, she saw what some of these bums didn't see, uh, yep. right? <laughs> and you know, I the reason I asked, I I, I asked that is. You know, what does football represent in your mind growing up? Because I know as I go back, football represented everything for me. Football represented how I got out of the hood. Football represented how I would be able to go to college. It just represented football was everything my folks couldn't do for me. That's what football was for me. So if I, you know, it – Football cliques were baseball cliques, and then I actually had to practice like three or four game, three or four practices in my baseball slash football cliques in the gym because mom didn't have no money until you know two weeks later, and so I, they had to let me practice playing basketball in in, in the rubber cliques, and I was scuffing up that gym and. <laughs> People were pissed at me, but that's all we can afford. You know, we 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 had to do it. So, you know, that's why I was asking what it means to you and why. You know, and and it and it sounds like, you know, I mean, I think you're young. You you're probably the ch answer will change. Football is like means everything to me mm. because not only just like you, it helped me make it out of the hood. Also, it created this this thing where it's where as a team it's it's not all about you and so the thing was for me oh you lost was, me you lost me on that one 
I'm joking. I'm no, joking. <laughs> when it's when it's not all about you, it's just like I I took that mindset of like, hey, Jakeem, I have you're basically they looked at me as the chosen one, so I was like, I got to get mom out the hood. I got to I got to I got to help. I got to help my mamas like with my brothers. I got to yeah. I got to do this. I have to do that. Like I have to take care of my family. So it was more of like putting everything on my shoulders. And I was just like, I'm, I see, I watched my mom go and work two jobs. You think you, do I rather do that? Or why I rather just go out here for the, these couple hours and bust and bust my ass on my loan, on my own and, you know, get to where I need to get to so I can make sure mama is straight. Mm. My brothers, my brothers are good. Like, did that did that pressure applying on yourself? How that pressure? How'd you deal with that? It was. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it was overwhelming because it, it, it was times where like my brother come to you, come to me and be like, "It's it's it's you or 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 we are we or we screwed." And it was just mm-hmm. like I can't fail. You know what I mean? It was like I can't fail. And when and I was what like, at what time? What age? What 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 time frame is this when they're talking to you? You know, it's your it, it's you make it or we don't. Uh, basically, sophomore when sophomore, sophomore high, school? high school, high school, high school. Yeah, because that's when it's really started getting getting real. Where it's like, you came, you got scouts looking at you now. You got this, mm. you got that. Got to watch how you carry your stuff. You have to do this, mm. and and I'm like. And I'm like, man, I'm I'm still a kid. I want to have fun too, just like everybody wow. else. But right. but it, is I, it, it it forced me to grow up early, and I had to be able to you know go out here and carry myself a certain way, and and show and show them that like I got y'all. Don't don't worry about nothing. That like I'm I'm gonna put all these chips into you know Plan A because there's no Plan B. I'm gonna wow. put all these chips into Plan A to make this succeed. Was was that the my brother's keeper mentality that was that was already instilled in you that you carried. I mean, your mom's not your brother, but it wasn't that mentality that was able to keep you uh, in that mindset. It was my brother's keeper, and also watching, watching my watching my my mom go to go to work and not get off until like midnight, and I can hear her coming in. I can hear her coming in the door. And, and things like that. And I can hear her sometimes crying because she's like, ah, I don't have enough to make ends meet this month. Like all these things that she doesn't know that I know. And 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 one thing that you guys, mama, I, I never asked for nothing because I knew that she was she was struggling to, you know, to make ends meet and also give us everything. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I see her, you know, busting her ass trying to provide for me and my brothers and you know. And also that that brother's keeper mentality. Like I'm like, man, I I can I can do this. Like she instilled that in me. I, I see her do it. Like I watch her go and 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 work two jobs to make ends meet. This going out here for a couple hours, putting my body through everything. That's nothing. Hmm. Like it's it's going to pay off. It's, it's it's going to pay off. And I and it's been times where you know I just just even sit at the 50 yard line and just think like, like, I can't, I, I can't fail. I can't sit here. I can't fail. I, I can't do this. Like my mom needs, my brother needs me. Like every, every, my whole, my family needs me. So I got to go out here and I got to get it. 
Now on the on the flip side, does that pressure ever get to you? Like, does that is is there ever like a an overwhelming feeling? How do you deal with that? That's that's the tough one because it's it's like who do I run and talk to? Who do I tell? And it's it's an overwhelming it's overwhelming because you you have like when you start creeping up and you know being recruited, you still I, I'm getting mad on, on my top of my shoulders like you know. Coach is telling me, hey, you came, you're too small. You can't do this. Like, like we could take Texas for an example. Like, um, I went to one of the Texas camps and they told me, hey, he's too small to play for us and all of that thing. So, like, I'm thinking in my head, like, man, am I even going to be able to make it? Like, I like, am I going to let my family down? Like, what do I do? Who do like, I don't know who to even go talk to, you know? So, and I look for that and, um, and I, I got real close to one of my high school coaches, which his name is uh, Larry Sherman. And like I said, my white high school coach called me black <laughs> still to this day. He still called me black to this day. And I looked at him like uh, a father figure because he, he was there for me, like throughout like everything. And it was somebody that I can go and talk to. And I'm like, hey, coach, I don't I don't know if I can carry this load anymore. Like you got you got coaches d1 colleges telling me i'm too short to play for them even though they they love me but i'm just too short to play for them and and i have to help i have to get my mom and my brothers out of the hood like i don't i don't know if i can i can i don't know if i can keep this up like maybe what have i hit my peak like things like that and he he just told me you know don't worry about what they say keep your head down and continue to grind it's got you this far and it'll continue to take you as far as you want to go now, you, you hit on your recruiting journey, and I, I want to touch on that a little bit. So you went to, was it John Horn High School? Yes, sir. So you went to John Horn High School, and what was what was your recruiting journey like? You've hit on some of the people who were looking at you that you were kind of teeter-tottering amongst, you know, D1 and some other schools. But um, what was that recruiting journey like for you, and, and when did you realize that you wanted to eventually attend Texas Tech? Um, what the, the funny part is is, I was, um, I did, I like, I, I, I heard that Texas Tech was, um, they had already had a guy like my, my size and I was already, you know, looking to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I was like, you know, um, they don't have a slot receiver. I'm going to be that slot receiver. And Texas Tech was just like, oh, we, we got a slot, but we also want Jakeem as well. And like, I was just like, man, no, I'm good. Like, and and things like that and and this is this is after like i'm just giving you a rundown yeah. after like all the recruiting stuff i'm gonna I'm flash back but it's it's crazy it's a crazy story how i ended up at, at texas tech and so i'm i'm t- i told them i was like no nah, i don't want to come there y'all already have a receiver y'all have a slot receiver y'all have this and that and he's he's just like me and so i'm i'm go by I'm, t- I'm still telling them no my coach is like Texas Tech's offer still on the board they want you I was like no no I'm, I think I told them no like eight times I was like no no and then one morning I'm going I'm getting ready for my my basketball tournament and we're loading the bus at six o'clock in the morning I kid you not I kid you not coach Maynard was standing right there with the Texas Tech stuff on and he was like Jakeem just take a visit and after that if you still don't want to come then we won't bother you no more. And I was like, all right, coach, I'll take a visit. Took a visit. That was it. And I, I committed. But 
um, far on, like before, before then it was a lot of, a lot of, um, small offers, like, you know, not, not big, like Texas tech and, and, um, like that. It was more like Wyoming, okay. Tulsa, La Tech, um, like little schools like that. Like, and, and I was, I mean, to me, I, I would, I didn't even know nothing about it. So I was like, man, those are offers. I'm like, I, I, somebody my size is always looked over. Like I'm getting, I'm, I'm like, I had a bunch of those small school offers and I'm like, to me, that was big. I was, oh, yeah. I was just like, man, Hey, this, and then, and then Vanderbilt offered me uh, late, late in the, um, because they had a coach change from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then they went over to Vanderbilt and they wanted me to come there. And I was just like, hey, man, look, like, like all these small schools, these, these are big offers to me. I don't, I don't care. I'll go, I'll go any, I'll go anywhere that, that I feel like that I love. And so me, my mom, all of them went up to, uh, to the visit and they loved it small town couldn't get it couldn't get in trouble out there so i was just like i'm i'm all in so committed to texas tech and then you get on campus and you redshirted yes sir is there a reason why um honestly i just felt like i i wasn't i wasn't prepared enough like mm-hmm. mentally and i'll say physically like routes were trash um I just needed to, I needed to grow more as, you know, um, a student and an athlete. Like I, I needed to be able to, you know, I got there and I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing speed outs and I'm falling on speed outs. I'm falling on ends and I wasn't able, I wasn't, I wasn't able to control my speed. I wasn't, I was just running and, running and miles Steve, an hour. you know, exactly. Was running a hundred miles an hour trying to break and I'm just, and I'm, and my legs sliding from under me and I couldn't, and I was just like, like, no matter what, like I won't, I'm, I won't be a good asset to y'all at like, like right now I need to, I need to grow. I need to build. I need to, you know, I need to be able. That's, that's, that's not, you don't generally see, you know, a young kid understand that self-awareness, that self-awareness. Yeah. Cause that's, they all, that's the first impact I got. Like yeah. for you to, that was a, that was a decision you made on your own. I've Cause never I, really heard of that. I, I just did a camp over the weekend. Um, a buddy of mine was doing a camp and I was just observing. I came to the camp and man, I was actually, I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> So it'll run with oh, this. Boy. <laughs> we getting off the on ramp. <laughs> merging into traffic. Yeah, merging into traffic. Trying to on so listen, And I was at this camp and I said, I ain't seen so many navels displayed from the wide receiver. They all had, I like, I'm just calling them what they are. Crop, they had a whole bunch of crop tops on. Like <laughs> Like you know, you know what I'm trying to say. The young kids, yeah, yeah. man, it's just all about the look. No, you know, you don't see. And what else? Like the hoop earrings. Yeah, they had hoop earrings with the the hoop earrings with the crosses on them. Why they, got why the, they playing? The cross on it. Yeah, yeah and, and they got the the shirt, uh, shirt cropped, and you see they navel, and and then they getting bench press at the line. <laughs> 
I think so. I think a lot of these guys took, um, you know, prom time um, quote to to a different level, mm. not to where how prom time did it, where it look good, feel good, play yeah. good, where most of these people just out there just to look good, and, and the play is trash. Yeah, trash. Yeah. And so they, it's not about that. You know, nowadays what it's about, it's about this IG. This and that. Oh, I look good on there. How many likes can I get? How can I do this? I'm an old school dude, right? And so the old school, you know, yeah, you want to feel like you showing out. Like for me, showing out, man, you got your gloves. You got your towel. You got, you got the Dion face mask. That was a big deal back oh, yeah. then. You, you got to have got a DB. The, you got the Dion face mask? The DB oh, you face the, mask? You the most, you the most swagged yeah. out person yeah. on the yeah. team if you got that face now, mask. With a, with a visor. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, we I didn't have gloves for a long time, so I used to tape my fingers like yeah. uh, Tim Brown. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Take, or or yeah. uh back when the um, when you got the rib protector. Oh yeah. So, like that was that was the swag to, back then. Unfortunately I had to wear the rib protector <laughs> a few times. <laughs> but it was cool. Like everybody got my rib yeah. uh, crack. Um you know, spat. But yep. man, the what I look at him, I yeah, I can't even imagine I'm gonna actually go to a high school football game this year. Yeah. And I just wanna see like how the game has changed. It's not changing. And I'm not talking about, you know, it's getting soft. And I just, it's so much about appearance that is starting to like warp the opinion. Yeah. It's starting, I think sometimes ball is getting a little soft. What, 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 you're playing right now. So I'm not anymore. Don't play, but. What is your opinion since you are, you know, you drafted in 2000, uh, 2016. I can't really relate to some of the young guys. Mm. I can't relate more to the young guys. And they are, they are far and few, like old school yeah. it's a, it's, it's a big football gap. players. There's a big gap. Yeah. No, I, I can definitely understand what you're saying. Especially, like you said, they more off look more off their appearance than play, and some of them are just like playing crybabies. Like mm. it, it's hot. It's this man. This, this this is too long, man, dude. Like I like back in the day where it's like coaches was damn near military coaches. Yeah. Like hey, dog cuss you. You get yeah, dog. Hey, cut, I'm talking about cuss you out if you can't. If you can't tape it, get off my field. That's right. exactly how they was. It wasn't no, oh, you you a five-star pick, uh, you a mm-hmm. five-star, you know, recruit. Oh, we're gonna we gonna show you the world, give you this, give you that. Nah. You come in, you're gonna be just like a guy that was like me. I'm a three-star. You're gonna come in and, and have to work for everything just like that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is people going in there and thinking that, oh, I was a five-star recruit. I got, and now everything is going to be handed to me. I think uh, that's where people are getting lost at. I think it's about that time. Just uh, take a little breather. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from cuttoitpodcast.com where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But, yeah, you can go on. Buy you a t-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. 
I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Your rookie year. <laughs> yeah. Your rookie year was my yeah. last. It was second hey, to last year. Second, be a, I think it was second to. Had to be a last. Sixteen. You got drafted in sixteen, last. right? I got drafted in sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second yeah. Last. Yeah. Second to the last. Was it? It was down there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Detail. Uh oh. I was uh basically basically I'm rookie. Never done punt return a day in my life until I got to <laughs> step foot in the NFL. Step foot in the NFL. I like I tell you, we had a preseason game versus the Giants, and Coach Rizzi threw he threw me back there, and I was just like, and the ball punted straight to me. We vice the we vice the gunners. Oh, they so gave you space. Gave me space. Oh, the, you know, so wiggle room. Gave me space. Yeah, wiggle room. Man, I let the ball bounce. I said, hell no. I ain't touching that. He said, I got it, I got it. Nah. Nah. I know that. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I let the ball bounce. I pick it up. And, you know, I get, you know, get a little decent yards. Um, I run back to the, I run back to the sideline and I see Coach Rizzi. His face is red. I'm talking about red. And he's like, 
why didn't you catch the ball? This and that. I was like, I don't know, coach. Like that. Like, I don't know. But deep down, I want to tell, like, man, coach, I was scared. Oh, I'm saying ain't so, bro. Man, no, I'm I'm raw. I'm straight up. Like, I was scared. Hey, they just make them different in Dallas. Nah, they ain't a lot. Nah, they don't make. Nah, they ain't. You never got. You never was scared at all. Who, me? Yeah, you. Absolutely. But I just got made fun of him. That is a scary feeling being back there. What? Mine is not. I'm not as scared because I'm comfortable. I was. I was always comfortable because I knew I was in control. So that's yeah. why I wasn't. I didn't I'm have. Talking about the first time. No, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. It, it was. I was always. I was comfortable. Now nervous. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Not scared. Nervous. I got you. I got Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Because yeah. if you know. You got that return. You got that uh, vice guy. First of all, if you're playing vice uh, on pump return, your ass can't cover generally. <laughs> so you ain't got really good feet at the line, right? <laughs> so if you got four corners and one's a starter and the rest of them are backups, yeah. as a pump returner, you find out pretty quickly why they are backups. Yep. <laughs> so the, you know, so you yeah. have control of. Them. Yeah. All right. So to you, so you, you get scared, then you go out and play. You play the Giants. Yeah, we was playing the Giants. Okay. And I caught the second one and took it forty, and so that started. That that was like, all right, I ain't, I ain't gonna drop it. I ain't gonna take. I'm gonna catch this one. So he ain't he ain't gotta he ain't gotta hear. I ain't gotta hear his mouth when I get to the sideline. So I was like, all right, bet. And I take it 40, team, team going crazy. And I'm like, all right. And so I hit like the, I hit the slope. Like I'm now I'm like next game, muff the ball doing this. And I'm like, man, like how I'm going to get, like, I ain't never did this before. So like, like. Yeah, they don't, they don't say that on your, they don't put that on the stats. Mm -hmm. They don't tell it, you nah. know. They don't put down a program for the fans that's booing you, that's cussing you out, talking mm -hmm. about you ain't doing nothing for their fancy team. They don't say, "Hey, first time driver, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. First time catcher." <laughs> and so, and so, I'm just like, you know what? I stayed after practice. I stayed doing this. Ooh, I stayed. I stayed doing that. Work. You know, yeah, before practice, I'm going out there before practice, like while people are just going walking to go get, you know, go to the stretch lines and before walkthroughs. I'm I'm already in a full blown sweat getting back there and going just you know what's the name we get around to the game when we play y'all you know and and you back there stretching I ain't gonna lie I was starstruck one of my favorite players growing up so For I was sure. like God I noticed these men I I kept my cool though I was like I, he he was just like he was like relax kiss the ball that's exact two words he said to me I was like all right bet and so. That game, I had like you know decent returns. I'm talking about I'm running up, not calling fair catch, doing like catching the ball like in between traffic. I'm like, and coach looked at me. He was like, he was just like amazed. He was like, okay, hmm. okay, I see you. Like I'm like, well, you, well, that's, here's here's something. The ball. Here's something's here's something's funny though. So in that game, I dropped a touchdown pass back in the end zone. Yeah, I ain't even. I don't even remember that. I dropped a touchdown pass, an easy catch. Uh, R.J. Stanford was on the team, right? Mm-hmm. D.B., he, he, he played at the University of Utah. That's my guy. He's actually – uh, he graduated 
from the police department up in uh, Washington, D.C. Okay. And so he he was uh, – R.J. was in Carolina with me, Utah guy, man, really good guy. Mm-hmm. Corner? <laughs> struggle bus a little bit. <laughs> That's my guy, though, <laughs> but he was on the struggle bus. And um, I just remember that game. I was, you know, near the end. It was hot. It was muggy. And I just – I remember, and it's funny, as, as you are struggling and thinking about how do I – you know, catching the ball in traffic and getting, get, getting in your routine, man, that just shows you right there. All the – even the old heads, we all have our days where you have to focus. Yep. I remember I dropped a pass. It's a touchdown. And we end up running a motion. I end up catching a touchdown. Um, but coming back, but I missed some passes in that game. And so it's funny as you got, you know, under the six feet <laughs> crew, you got one guy that's rising up to the top yeah. and then one guy who's eventually checking out. Mm. And so that just kind of shows you, you never know what's going on. And so just that nervousness or that indecisiveness that you have upon, upon yourself, bro, you didn't catch and improve that day because you met me. You did that because of all the work you put in before that. So you got to remember this, mm-hmm. right? And we go back biblically. Go back biblically, you are soil. But however, in that soil, you have to have the right instruments. And the right instruments is you allow God to put the right people in, in your life. And by putting those right people in your life, you know what they're going to do? They're going to till that soil. They're going to turn it up. Get all the nutrients, get all the stuff that's supposed to be out of it. And then God will put and direct some people like Koshan Jeffries where they can drop those seeds in there. And then whether you believe or not, Adam Gacy has that line. And then Coach Flores and all the other people come back and they water it. And eventually as it's tilled, seeded, turned over, and dealt with, it now starts to bear not fruits, but fruit. And the only way it's going to bear good fruit is if it's got to have deep roots. And that deep root was established not because you met me or you watched some video or somebody else. Bro, it's because of the hard work you put in. You just didn't realize it because your version of hard work growing up in Dallas was okay. But your hard work now as a professional requires everyday maintenance. Not maintenance of stretching, but maintenance of the mental, the physical, and then most important, your heart. If you have those things and keep doing it, man, you you will be that wide receiver you want to be. But you got to have a goal. And I would tell you this, in changing up and want to be that impactful wide receiver that you can be, Start setting some goals, and and every goal you have, put three people names to those goals. Three people. Three people to that name, and you'll start to see how it changes and how you look at those goals. Then they just don't become abstract ideas. You start to establish those can be accomplished because who you're doing it for. 
All right, let's go to D3 let's cool. now. Let's, yep. let's, let's finish out. So last two questions. So, uh, Jakeem, what are you most grateful to football for? Being able to get the opportunity to, to, to move moms and brothers out of the hood mm. into a better situation. Wow. And so that they don't have to, you know, I, I'm able to help mama if she, you know, she need it. You know, I'm able to help my brothers if they need it, you know. That's what I'm most grateful for. I was able, I, I've, I've somewhat accomplished what I, what I, what I needed to do is get my mama and my brothers out of the hood, mm. and so that is what I'm most grateful for. And not, not only for, you know, my brothers and my mom, but as for my own family, mm. being able to take care of my own family and being able to, you know, put put money aside for my kids, you know, trust mm-hmm. and being able to do that, you know, cause in, in black communities, we, you know, there's no, there's no trust. There's no yeah. trust for us. Mm-hmm. There's no, we have to, we got to go get it. The financial you know I mean? literacy. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the so legacy. being able to, being able to do that and, you know, make sure that my kids don't have to want or will not, not want, but need anything mm-hmm. that, you know, and so that's that's what I'm most mm, that's cool. thankful for. What does it mean to you right now to be a father? If you know what it's like not to have a daddy, so you know what it means to be a daddy. And before you answer, bro, there were times I would get upset and be angry, putting my kids down. Because I know what it's like as a father to kiss my boys goodnight and know that daddy will be up when you get up. And I would go to, I would actually go downstairs upset because I know what I miss with my dad. And I know I didn't, what I did not get. To me, um, I basically. What I'm, what I, my, what my father not being there, and my mom having to play two roles, talk, built up so much anger, but also showed me all the right things not to do hmm. as a father, which is the most thing is be absent, hmm. and so kids don't want anything but time, and that's all I do is give my baby's time, my son time, my twin, my twin girl's time. Mm. And knowing that it's, it's growing up, man, I'm, I used to be pissed off when I see my boys and they, and they, uh, and they, and they pops coming to pick them up from practice. And I know that, you know, any type of, you know, sports that, you know, my son has that he, that he loves to play even with him, you know, being you know art, art autistic you know i'm i'm there i'm showing him that daddy's here for you mm. no matter what daddy's never gonna never leave you daddy daddy will do anything for you daddy gonna be here no matter what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you i'm gonna be here and not be here mm. so what i try to do is give my kids the absolute world and 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 teach them everything that my father didn't get a chance to teach me just just absolutely just be there for them this man i, I could i 
it's, it's just hard to put a lot of things into word and and just to like show like because it's times where you know I, I forget I, I forgave my dad. Man, my dad has you know okay relationships right now, and it, it and sometimes bringing my pops around, you know my kids and watching him play with my kids pisses me off mm-hmm. to the max because hmm. I'm like, dog, you got this in you like. You, you have this in you. Why didn't you do it? You know, twenty years back then, like, and I tell him that I, I sit there and I'm I'm raw. I'm like, yo, pops, like, like it hurts to see you hmm. do this with my kids, and this is all I ask for you as a kid. Like that hurts to the core. Like, don't get me wrong. I love you playing with you know my kids and being there for them. And it took time for me to even allow him to be around my kids because what happens when they get attached to him right. and he tells them the same thing he told me, hey, I'm going to come by and oh. I'm going to see y'all and never show. Hmm. Man, we, and so we, and we, all of those things that he he did when I was a little kid, I said, that's one thing I took. I was like, that was one word, that was one rule. Don't be like my dad. Hmm. And... And that's being absent, so making, bro, giving broken promises, the whole nine, and just not teaching me how to be a man. So I have to go out there and find another father figure and the coach that I was, you know, in high school. And I told myself, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do my kids like that, or I, I will not allow them to, you know, to feel like dad is absent from their life. Yeah, it's it it is a tough it is a tough thing, but I I I think one of the things that I can help you with or, or, or tell you is the unfortunate part, grandpa now gets a hall pass. Yep. Because daddy's here. So grandpa isn't required to show up every day. Dad is. Grandpa has other things going on. But that doesn't. So whatever areas that he falls short, one, you already know he's going to fall short. So you're already prepared, bro. You're already stepping in. You're already changing that culture. You're changing that lineage. Just keep changing. Don't focus. Don't focus and concern yourself on what grandpa maybe isn't doing because here's the, here's the advantage you have. Grandpa old, grandpa forget. Give grandpa grace, man. Give, make the excuse for grandpa. Cause just like a, just like you know that DB, just like you know that secondary, just like you know um, where your PP is gonna be, or you know where your 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 right guard on kickoff return is gonna be. But you also know you have to account for the unforeseen things, and unforeseen things are sometimes, just like grandpa, some guy's gonna miss a block. As long as you do your job and you do it well, you can make the wrong job for someone else, make them look right by getting that, you know, getting that 88-yard touchdown, that 47-yard return, even though because the lesser man would have got tackled, wouldn't have been able to recognize and see. So give him some grace. You've used to you. You are used to carrying the burden. 
Continue to keep carrying the burden. Except the difference is your kids aren't going to be heartbroken. Yep. Man, we appreciate your time, brother. It's been awesome. Uh, again, I appreciate your patience. I appreciate also um, the way you play, man. You play it the right way. But one way well, we would not uh, invite you back over, we will wipe clean our Instagram and all of our social media with you on there. If we catch you <laughs> on Sunday with that navel out, we gonna have. Oh so. no, nah, you ain't gotta worry. About okay, that. all right, <laughs> just making sure. You ain't gotta worry about that. Okay, trust me. <laughs> oh man. Nah. All right. Well, appreciate you, brother. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. Nah, I appreciate y'all, man. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent, and most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr. That is me. Is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team Wesley Robinson and John Show. From Balto Creative Media, Cut To It is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. Cause you know it's all. It's all. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one.